Hey Highland, welcome to the Highland Church Podcast. My name is Matt Pinson, and I am here today for one last time with David Sessions. One more time. <laughs> is that how it goes? Is no. that what it is? No. I don't know what that was. I don't know either. I recognize the We're gonna tune, and that's saying something. One more time. I don't know. We've come to the end of the road. We've come to the end of the road with the Matt and David Podcast. I'm going to try to keep it going. We'll see how that works out. You you will cuz you, the uh you're really the I mean I I just show up and sit in your office and talk. Yeah, we're gonna, you do everything we're else. We're going to try to find somebody else who's willing to show up and talk. You can find someone to do what I do. We'll get there. I'm not worried about it. So anyway, David is uh leaving Highland to what are you going to do, David? I'm going to go work at the Northside Church of Christ in San Antonio, and I'm going to serve as their preaching minister. Are you excited about minister that? Minister of the Word. I'm very excited about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is purely 100% a move to uh, do something that I have been interested in doing and wanted to do for a very long time. In no way, in, in no part of this decision was this trying to get away from something negative at Highland or uh, or, or feeling like even um, my time at Highland was uh, coming to a close. Uh, we love Highland. Yeah. We are very sad mm-hmm. to be leaving Highland and the community that has... Uh, the family of God that has loved us so well here. Um, but from, uh, from the beginning of me doing ministry, I've always enjoyed thinking about preaching and talking about preaching and preaching classes. And I always found a lot of meaning in university ministry and student ministry. And so there wasn't like this need or desire to, or, or even this idea that it was like not quite full ministry yet. Um, it, it, it felt so important when I was doing it, but I just kind of had this like weight uh, yeah. in, inside of me that wouldn't go away. And uh, for a long time, I rationalized not paying attention to that by saying this. I said, there's a lot of things that go into a happy family. Dad's job is just one of them. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm going to ignore this this feeling I have that I really need to pay attention to, to wanting to preach. And then I don't exactly know what happened, but one day it just kind of hit me. That is really a cop out. Mm. And um and it's but it's true, which is the best cop outs are true. <laughs> but um it was a it was a way of putting my family it was a way of blaming my family for not pursuing something I felt like God was calling me to do, which when you think about it that way, is really kind of rotten. Yeah. Um, and they weren't at all, um, like, you know, it, it was unfair. No one in my family was making me think right. that. It was just me. It was just me saying, oh, it's so much easier to stay here and do what I've been doing, which is really meaningful, and I felt like I was okay at doing okay at it sometimes, and uh, surrounded by people that loved us so well, 
um, that was really safe. It was kind of like a, a ship in the harbor. Um, but it hit me that um, maybe God was putting on me this desire to take a chance. Yeah. And so uh, Chris and I decided we're going to, if, if an opportunity comes around, we're going to listen to it. And yeah. so that's got us here. What is it about the, the North Side Church that uh, that you're excited about? Yeah. Um, it's funny because you, I, I've just got done saying how much I love the people at Highland, and I do. And so this sounds weird, but the thing I'm excited about Northside is the people. Mm-hmm. Which is not to compare the people at Northside to the people at Highland, but the people that we've got to meet there. Um, and they are really excited about being a mission-minded, a mission-oriented church, both internationally and in their communities. And um, frankly, if if I were looking for a church that's uh, to just go preach that was not missional, missionally minded, that would not be a good thing for me to do because I just feel so strongly that that's why churches exist. Yeah. Um, that uh, it, it wasn't until we found a church that was so clearly focused on wanting to be missionally minded that we thought, yeah, this is this is a place that would be worth leaving Highland for. Well, we've talked about the the last few times you've gotten the chance to preach. I think you've heard from several people like he needs to be preaching. Like he needs he's got a talent for this. You get it? There's a need for it in the kingdom. Yeah. Um and and it would be a shame for you not to do that because you're good at it. Yeah. Yeah, and I never know if that's like, well, Highland's a very generous church. They're very, they're very <laughs> generous listeners. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's always. I mean, Highland's such a sweet place to get to hone that craft and, and practice, and it's just a very safe place to fail and to try and to fail, and then um, that's that's how you get better at something. And so, just one more thing, I'm super grateful at, for Highland. Uh, super grateful to Highland for is all the chances I've gotten mm-hmm. to to be bad <laughs> before you can before you can be good at something and um I uh, just have so much appreciation in my heart for Shane and and Jonathan before him who encouraged me and and all the people at Highland who are such better preachers than I am who would you know, take me aside afterwards and say, not only was that good, but here, here was some good things that you did. And yeah. yeah. What's a, what's a memory that you're going to look back on fondly when you think of Highland? Oh my goodness. That's impossible. Um, because there's so many, um, I guess I guess a recent one was just um, Jeff and Michael asking my daughter May to read um, read the the sermon text on Easter Sunday and um, how seriously she took that, but also uh, just how excited people were for her to do it. It was mm-hmm. just 
overwhelming how happy people were that she did that. And, um, you know, part of my personal story is that, uh, I've got an older sister who's 16 months older than me. She's not, she, we're really close in age and she was always so much smarter than me. And our home church, super grateful for it. Love it. Don't ever have a bad thing to say about it. But, um, even though she was smarter and more mature and probably had a deeper understanding of God, I was the one that was always asked to do stuff in front because I was a boy. Mm-hmm. And I saw how that hurt her. Yeah. And so that hurt me. And uh, my daughter is going to have some church baggage because we all do. Sure. But it's not going to be that. Yeah. And um, that's pretty beautiful. That is. Um. What's your favorite? What's your favorite mishap throughout the? How long? When did you come to Highland? Has it been like six years? My first day at Highland was uh, December first, two thousand sixteen. So it's almost going to be exactly six mm. and a half years. Yeah, y'all came right at Christmas. Right. Yep. Yep. I remember y'all like rolled in and we threw you into the. Yeah. Into Michael's car to do carpool karaoke. Carpool karaoke. And it was like, man, welcome to the church. I don't sing publicly. (laughs) (laughs) And with good reason. Yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. I do remember thinking like, it was so funny that, uh, was it Jonathan and Lynn and Mike did one that same year? Yeah. Not Lynn, Randy. Randy and Jonathan and Mike. So uh, the the preacher carpool karaoke. I did. I can't remember if it was that year or if it was the year after John Willis did one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I I just remember the whole, like, the running gag for the the preacher's car, Jonathan and Mike and uh, and Randy, was that, like, Mike and Randy were just continually, like, putting Jonathan down, and they made him sit in the back, and they're like, don't say anything. Like, it was... It was probably Jonathan's idea. It was idea hilarious. It was it probably Jonathan's idea. Yeah, it was. It was like, man, the, the gag here is that they are dismissive of him. Right. <laughs> which uh, was funny. Which was funny. And, uh, yeah, fun times. Fun times. I was I was uh, curled up in the back back of whatever car we were in. It was Michael's, yeah. Monitoring the uh, GoPros. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Okay, funny, funny story. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think I don't want to tell this. Okay, so there are lots of funny Highland neighborhood stories. Because Highland's in a neighborhood that needs a lot of love and, and um, care, and a lot of our neighbors are sometimes down on their luck, and sometimes um, just the interactions mm-hmm. just lead to some only at Highland stories. So, like, I'm the student minister still, so it's probably two, two years in, and I just didn't feel good about my lesson. It's Sunday morning. I didn't feel good about my lesson, so I came in early, like, before anyone else. It's probably... It's probably like 7 a.m. at the latest. So, I mean, 6.30 to 7, and I'm just trying to get work done. And my desk at that point was right next to uh, a window that faced towards 
uh, um, Fifth Street. And uh, my light is on and my shades are up, but it's pitch black outside. And uh, so I can see, you know, the mirror, but I can't see anything past the, the, the window. And I'm, I'm plugging away. And uh, at some point, I just, you kind of get that feeling like, I just don't feel like I'm alone right now. And I, I look up and 18 inches away from me on the other side of the window, one of our friends, uh, we can edit this out later if we don't say his name, but his name was Pete. And Pete is just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> like just through the window, just through the window. He's just looking at me and smiling. And I screamed so loud uh, because, you know, it was Pete. He's harmless, but it was just terrifying of the look up. And you kind of like have to like take a second to focus past the yeah. the window. And then I, I realized that, yeah, he's just been standing there looking at me. Didn't even knock on the window. He wanted in. Uh, but instead of knocking, he's like, anyway, I go and I, I let him in. He's like, yeah, I didn't knock on your window because I didn't want to scare you. I was like, well. You failed. Yeah, you did. It was terrifying. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to keep that one or not. That's fun. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, Pete. I don't know Pete. He, he That was one of the last times I ever saw him. Yeah. Um, sweet guy. Scared me half to death. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about. What do you what do you hope for Highland in the future? In ten years, when Northside has mm-hmm. two thousand members, Jeez. and you you hear oh, what's Highland up to? I hope you know. I hope we're not uh, that estranged. No, yeah. <laughs> um, Highland, one of my favorite qualities about Highland is that it's best, it is not concerned with its own self-preservation, but with being kind to our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, actually often, those two things work against each other. Um, And I think it is sometimes the difference between talking about good news and embodying good news to our community. It's being kind. And I hope that Highland continues to live into our kindness to our community. And that takes trust because, you know, it's like, to use another example, Sabbath. Sabbath is trust. We've heard Shane say this. Sabbath is trusting that God's going to keep working when we stop. I think kindness means that we're going to trust God to keep us around when we, even if we're not working towards self-preservation. And at a time when churches are closing all the time, it's really, really hard mm-hmm. to trust that God's going to keep us going, um, even if we don't work towards it. Yeah. But I see churches. Not I don't have an example of Highland doing this, but I see churches turning inward and and creating a hard shell towards their community because they're afraid of dying. Mm -hmm. And that is the very thing that churches aren't supposed to do. Right. And so um, I, I see Highland 
as having an opportunity to be one of the most unique, beautiful examples to not just the churches of Christ, not just Abilene, but like the world. I think we're just set up in such a sweet place to make a profound difference if we can lean into kindness and lean into hospitality, lean into generosity. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to trust God and we'll have to be patient with each other and it will be messy. Yeah. Um, but man, when you hear Highland talk, tell stories about Highland, there's always an element of messiness. Mm-hmm. When Highland's been at its most beautiful, it's not because everything was great and we came and did church and everything went the way it was supposed to. Right. But we entered the mess with foster families or we entered the mess with people who didn't belong anywhere else or we entered the mess with our neighborhood and we just did the next right thing. Yeah. Highland is a special, you know, to have worked, I've been here at Highland for since 2011, so mm-hmm. almost 12 years, mm-hmm. in fact. And to kind of be behind the curtain for 12 years at one place and still feel like this is a this is a special place. It is. Place it is. Is is rare, and I'm I'm I haven't you know I've, I've only attended and worked at two churches that are really pretty healthy places. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets that, but. Um, but I think about all the times that people have just quietly behind the scenes yeah. served someone. I think about um, I think about college students who come here for four years and leave and go, that's what a church yeah. is supposed to be like. Yeah. And go and make their church wherever they go. Yeah. Try to be a little bit more like that. And we've always been, I think we've always considered ourselves a sending church. Yeah. And part of that's because everyone's got a high turnover. Yeah. Part of that is because we have a lot of college students here. Um, but that's how I feel right now. I feel I don't feel like I'm leaving. I feel like I'm being sent. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. And that's, that's hard to be a sending church because you like the people yeah. who are here. And then, but... Uh, but to be a good sending church, you have to send them. Yeah, and the only reason that I feel sent and empowered and confident to do this is because Highland's been so kind of me. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's in our DNA. Yeah, I love that. And, I mean, when people are looking for a church to stick with, mm-hmm. you know, the worship's important. Yeah. And the preaching is important. And... But it, boy, if you if you catch a hint of inauthenticity, mm-hmm. then all that kind of goes out the window. Yeah, and it all, you know, it goes from feeling like, oh, that's a really good sound, to yeah, being like it's manufactured and fake. Yeah, and I don't want a part of it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I hope that our if we can continue to to be good news, not mm-hmm. just talk about good news, mm-hmm. but be good news, like you're talking about that that authenticity is there when people are looking for it and need it. Yeah. Yeah. Every church talks about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Few churches act like Jesus towards the least of these. And I hope we can do that. You know, I mean, 12 years at one place, we're Mm -hmm. not perfect, and I can tell you we're not perfect. No. 
but but that's not the goal. I still love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that's why, like, uh, you know, we need to reclaim Paul's best theology, um, and, and his best theology is we God's power is made uh, perfect in our weakness, mm-hmm. and the church will actually be its best will be the most um, vibrant good news to our community when we're like, yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah. We're not trying to be perfect. We're not right. trying to make you think we're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We want it to be good. But more than that, we want to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think... I, actually, I'm not worried about that for Highland. I'm not worried that Highland will ever have, like, uh, subpar worship. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried that Highland's ever going to have subpar uh, preaching. Right. Or, or a lack of qualified teachers in classes because we actually have an embarrassment of riches and people that can teach classes. Um, and, and again, I want to come back to it's, it's, it's not like it's foreign to Highland. I just think, I think the threat on the other side of my, um, of my hope for Highland, the threat is that never in American Christianity has there been so much anxiety with, uh, churches becoming irrelevant. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the irony is by trying to be relevant, we become irrelevant to our neighbors. That's exactly right. Yeah, the the uh, counterintuitive thing is if you try if you try to be what people what you think people are looking for, mm-hmm. then you're you're you can't do it right because what they want is real, authentic mm-hmm. messiness. Yeah, that they can be comfortable in, and I think that's why. That's the right way to say it. No, I think I think it was. I think that was why the deconstruction conversations were so important to Highland. Was like, there are other churches in town, Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking bad about them because they're, you know, there are people that love it. There are other churches in town where you can go get answers. Yeah, Um, Highland is a place where you can get answers. I mean, we we. Preach Christ and Him crucified. Right. We believe Jesus is the only way to God. Um, but Highland's also a safe place for questions. Mm-hmm. And that's Suzetta's legacy. Um, that's uh, Lynn Anderson and Mike Cope's legacy and, and everyone else. Um, but, like, that's a gift to people. For sure. And um, I believe in my heart that, you know, we... <laughs> There, there's like this idea that the market, the, the the growth curve, is giving clear answers. Mm-hmm. I be, and, and that we're not going to um, grow, we're not going to attract um, uh, people or families that are going to help us achieve mission and vision by just being a place uh, that that lives in the mystery of God. But I actually believe the opposite. I believe there are people out there that are searching. And what they're looking for is to be invested in a church that's okay for yeah. searching. Yeah, and I'm okay if you're if you're looking for a church like you're looking for a news channel. Yeah, it's just gonna tell you the it's just gonna repeat to you the things you already believe and tell you you're yeah. right. That's not us. It's not us. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna preach Christ and Him crucified. Yeah, and tell you to be kind to your neighbor even when your neighbor doesn't look like you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and you know, there have been times where we haven't done that very well, mm-hmm. even in my time here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, you know, even in those times, I, I don't think I've ever questioned our leadership's no. heart to do the right thing. No, and, and uh, frankly, that's why I'm so confident in Highlands Future is our, our elder leaders are the most mature, loving group of people I have ever met, and they trust each other. And uh, even when they don't even agree on things, they they work towards trust. And the goal isn't that we agree on everything. The goal is that in our disagreement, we trust each other and give each other the benefit of the doubt that even in our disagreement, I disagree with you completely. I still believe that you want to honor Christ. Right. Yeah. And and they're really good at that. Yeah. And ultimately, maybe having all the exact right answers is not the most important thing. It was at no point ever listed for us or commanded to us to be in the right all the time. Right. Which people will go, what about when Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount that therefore be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect? I don't think he's talking about having all the right answers in your head. I think he's talking about becoming perfect, which is something different. Yeah. Being is different than knowing. Yeah. And it's not ourselves, it's not our intellect that perfects us, it's Christ that perfects us. Right. And uh, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect means lean into the mystery of God. Yeah. Become taken over by the mystery of God. And, and that's our commandment, not... not to have all the right answers in our head. Yeah. Well, we're going to miss you, but also we're going to miss Kristen and Kayla and May. Yeah. And uh, and Owen was telling me today that, or yesterday, I guess, he goes, Mommy said that, that David is leaving. And I said, I go, yeah, they're moving to San Antonio. And he was like, yeah, I told, I told May that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sweet. He's so sweet. Last night I was walking to the gym and he was ran past me from class to the gym. This was Wednesday night. And he just kind of turned and he's like, heard you're moving. And I was like, yeah. And you could kind of tell like he was sad. He didn't know what to say. He goes, okay, we'll miss you. And I was like, thank you, Owen. It's just. Yeah, he had a gym to get to. He had a gym to get to, but he stopped. And that was so sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, I am. I don't have words for how grateful I am to Highland for helping me raise my kids the last six years. Oh, um, for a minister's kids to still be so excited to come to church yeah. as Kale and May are on a regular basis, I just, uh, I will be eternally grateful for the ways that Highland has loved my children. Mm-hmm. And Kristen has just held like six years of babies in the nursery. (laughs) And that's just all she, all she really wants to do is hold the babies in the nursery. And it's her, it's her prayer practice. It's her, um, it's her service. And it just makes her so happy. And, uh, you know, like when your family has purpose at a church outside of your job, um, it's just, it's, it's so heartwarming. Yeah. Um, Highland has been so good to us. Yeah. 
There's so many special things about the children's ministry yeah. here and about, uh, and you know, I, I've seen how valuable the children in service is. Yeah. I remember when, uh, when Jack and Sam were little, probably about Owen and Max's age and Christine was singing. And so I was at the, um, I was on the, in the pew, yeah. or the theater seats at that time Yeah, with both of them and they were both just wiggle worms all yep. over the place, coloring in this bug, you know, climbing over seats, mm-hmm. hitting each other, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just, you know, trying to harness them all the time, trying to rein them in. Yeah. Trying to keep them from being a distraction, at least, to the people around them. Yeah. And uh, and the time came when the Lord, when they said the Lord's Prayer. Yes. And... Uh, and so they are wiggling. They're still coloring. Yeah. They never stop, but they say the words. Yeah, that's right. Along with the church. And I was just like, whew. Yeah. You know, like some of it is sinking in. Like even when they're, even when they've got the wiggles, even when they can't sit still, like some of it is getting in there. And that Absolutely. made me feel really. <laughs> Absolutely. It gave me a sense of relief and it made me feel good and like we're doing something right. I have seen that on almost a weekly basis. Yeah. Somebody, some child in this church, stopping what they're doing, standing up with the rest of us, and saying word for word the Lord's prayer. And you know, one thing that Suzette has repeated a lot is there's no in, outward indication uh, of a child's behavior, what's happening internally. Mm-hmm. And but then you see them stop what they're doing and participate with the Lord's prayer because they know that part. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, we're. We're imparting the faith, yeah, as best we can. There's those little ways that there's, you know, a chance to be a contributor. Yeah, even even as young as the however young a kid can be, mm-hmm. and you know, see like you know, uh, Samuel Westbrook read a scripture, yeah. or that's just the first name of a kid that popped in my mind May a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, you've let Kale uh, run cameras. And he's great at it. And it gives him meaning and purpose during the service. And he probably pays a lot closer attention uh, because he's participating. Yeah. Well, that has been uh, such a gift of Highland to many, many people. Yeah. The way that our kids have received church here. Yeah. And and give given them age-appropriate jobs to yeah. do. And... Uh, I shouldn't have said that about Kale. Kale has always paid pretty close attention to everything around him. He's a pretty perceptive kid, but it's just he. I mean, something that he looked forward to, yeah. and and Highland communicated to him that his presence mattered, and sure. you you opened that up for him. And I was really have been really grateful for that. Well, I was grateful for it. We we're always looking for camera people. If you'd like to run camera, <laughs> or you're a sixth grader, or whoever, yeah, please send me an email. Yeah. There's about to be an opening. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got an opening. Um, well, like we talked about, the Highland is a sending church. Yeah, and we're sending you on, and we're gonna miss you. But I know that you're going to do God's work. And, yeah. Um, and the Northside Church of Christ will be better for it. Well, thanks. And uh, I really enjoyed doing this with you. I have too. Yeah, not with me, but with you. You get it. Well, I understand what you meant, but uh, what I'm trying to say is, I hope people know how much you love this church. I do, and and how much you give. Um, 
and you love this church, and I, I think that comes across. Um, and this has been this has been kind of like my little Bible class. Yeah. Because on Sunday mornings, you know, we're figuring things out. Right. Between services, you know, what needs to get fixed and what thing didn't work and what slide needs to be adjusted. So I haven't gone to a Bible class in a long time. And to get to do this podcast with you and yeah. listen to Mike and Randy and Larry and Ann and Christy and Jordan, all these people kind of yeah. tell their stories and walk through those things has been really, honestly, pretty formative for me. So yeah. I'm not going to give it up. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> and I mean, I go back to a conversation we had where we're like, in the middle of COVID, everything's awful. There's no conversation that's not somehow negative. Yeah. And you and I were just like, man... We hear the best stories about people right. because we work here. We hear the best stories about Highland. And it really became like an aha moment for me is like, there's multiple ways to share the good news of Jesus. One of those things is to teach from scripture. Yeah. Another way is to talk about what God's doing right now. Yeah. And we were hearing the good news of Highland, but no one else was hearing the good news right. of Highland. I mean, that's not true. I mean, we had great preaching, you know, as best as you could uh, it, it, remotely on YouTube, and no one wants to go back to watching uh, uh, church on YouTube with an empty auditorium. Um, but we weren't, because we weren't around each other, we weren't hearing yeah. each other's stories, and it has been so formative for me. Um, but it's, I think my favorite thing about doing this podcast, eh, not my favorite, I really enjoyed doing it with you, I really enjoyed hearing people, but an unexpected delight that has happened over and over and over again is people coming up to you and me on Sunday mornings and being like, man, when so-and-so told their story, it hit me. It, yeah. me. it was so meaningful to me. And I'm like, yeah, they were sharing good news of Jesus right. with you because the story is not done. God continues to work. Yeah. And so this was such a delightful way to like live into the gospel. And we were, when we were talking about deconstruction, like, there were a lot of people, I think, who felt like they had been, they were coming to church, but there was a struggle. Yeah. And that time, I think, helped a lot of people feel like they weren't alone. What they were going through yeah. wasn't, uh, you know, unique or terrible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a helpful time for me, and it was a helpful time for a lot of the people that we yeah. heard from. And then I liked the way that we just kind of followed where the story went. Yeah. And, um, you know, the stuff, Mike and Randy and David Ray, when we talked about prayer. Yeah. And the stuff that I go back and listen to those podcasts just for me. Right. Uh, to remind myself about those conversations. Well, yeah, because it's so great to be a part of a body where there are other parts of that body that are sometimes stronger than you. Yeah. And you don't have to do it all all the right. time. You can piggyback on the faith of others, and uh, that's part of what church is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, we're going to miss you, David. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you on the podcast and in the office, and uh, I'll uh, listen to your sermons. Okay. I won't. You won't. I might. You might. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people of Northside what you're going to preach on the first Sunday. Uh, Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Do you know it? Yeah. Uh, you're putting it like a uh, tree planted by streams of water. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the way of the sinners or sit 
in the seat of scoffers, but whose delight is on the law of the Lord, who meditates on it day and night. It is They are like a tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in season. It does not wither. Um, uh, does not wither line. Whatever they do prospers. Whatever they do prospers. It is not so with the wicked. Um, they're like chaff. They're like chaff that is blown away. Uh, yeah, and it's just this... And then I bet you look up at the audience and you go, some of y'all chaff. Some of y'all chaff. I love the idea that we just have to sit in God's way and yeah. God will grow us. Like a tree planted by streams of water does not work. Yeah. It just exists and God God works this miracle through it so that it produces fruit so that the world can eat. And a pear tree planted by streams of water doesn't go, I wish I could make apples. Yeah. It just does what it does. Just does what it does. And God makes it beautiful. And I think when we delight in God's law that, um, you know, which which means like, you know, the Ten Commandments, but it also means uh, the entire story of God. Mm-hmm. We, we live in God's universe and we submit to God's way in the universe that like life's not always going to be easy, but God will do amazing things through us just being us. Well, to the people of Northside, you're getting a good one and we're sad for you to go. Matt, thanks for, thanks for doing this with me. Thank you. We've come to the end of the road. We have. It's so hard to say goodbye. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I thought you were going to go for the high note. I'm at a middle school dance. <laughs> These are two boys to men songs that I referenced. Yeah. Two, End of the road. Two different ones. End of the road and... Uh, it's so hard to say It's so hard to say goodbye. Neither off of their first renowned album. <laughs> I can't remember. Cool if he high harmony or something like that. Have we landed the plane? We're we're landed. Oh, we're just two pilots talking in an empty plane right now. <laughs> Worst ending we've ever done. Which is fitting. Yeah.